Is the phrase climate change the right words to use for what's going on in the world right now? Is the climate changing around us because we use too much gas and too much oil? Or are we just becoming a much more evil and rebellious people, causing the world to react accordingly? I'm going to try and piece some things together for anyone who has an interest in this topic on this episode of Perspectives. Hello everybody out there, thank you for joining me in today's episode of Perspectives. I've been gone for a while, I took the summer off, Um, I wanted to read and think a little bit and realize some things before I started talking again. I also wanted to update my whole podcast setup, everything that's been um, changed, very nice in my opinion. I got a new microphone, you guys can probably realize that because before I didn't even have a microphone, I just had my phone and some people wanted me to start streaming uh, with video so I've started doing that and gotten just a couple of things to fix up the whole setup and I'm happy that I can do this whole perspectives thing once again. Uh, It's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to try and put a video along with an audio in case people don't want to do the whole video thing and they just want to listen to Anchor. I mean on Anchor or Spotify or wherever. But it's also going to be like videos on YouTube sometimes or um, DLive. I'm going to be doing live streams uh, sometimes, not not always, but I'm going to try and make it consistent if not one or two videos a week then maybe three um, I also want to focus on things that I feel matter a lot in these days whether it be in the United States or someplace in Africa or all around the world locally wherever it is so I'm going to try and focus on things more still going to be different people's perspectives maybe one person two people three people's perspectives and then mine and of course the bible's perspective um and then i'm gonna go ahead and try and explain whatever it is that i'm trying to talk about like today i'm talking about um if you want to call it that climate change or whatever you call it from wherever you're from or the heat that's going on the wildfires the heat wave that we're actually in right now Um, I wanna talk about the perspective of the Bible and the perspective of all these scientists and reporters and media and people who think that they can tell us exactly what's going on and that we just have to take that information with no question Um, But yeah, so we can just get right into it and thank you all for coming along with me and listening to me once again. (laughs) Okay, so we have here, incoming heat wave could be California's hottest and longest this year, forecasters say. So the forecasters, the people who I guess study the weather, say all these things that they want to say and do these things that they want to do are going to tell us that because of climate change, we are going to get a whole bunch of heat now in California. And it's because of climate change, it's because of what we've done and no other reason. It's it's our fault. 
well, it is our fault, but I don't believe it's for that reason that we use gas-powered cars and all these other different things. I think that has a little bit to do with it, but mainly it's our sin. The inside of us is what make is what's making all these things come down on us. But let's see what these people are going through right now. Just letting you all know that if you're going to take your dog out for a walk on the asphalt, remember outside temperature if it's roughly 77 degrees the asphalt could be over 120 degrees so the dog's paws can actually burn within 30 i know some people are really big dog lovers i have dogs myself but i think we have gotten to the point where we take care of dogs more than we take care of like homeless people or try and take care of homeless people like This he's look at this dog. He's got more expensive shoes than I have. Those goggles are fantastic. This is Manhattan, New York. So in the beginning of this, it said from California all the way up to Vermont. Now that's a long ways. California to Vermont is 3,100 miles all the way from California up to Vermont is all on notice for heat like extreme heat where people can get heat exhaustion and have like a whole bunch of different bad things happen to them because of the heat and this is in New York where people are just half naked having to go into like fountains so that they can cool off. That's in Vermont, little kids playing around in the, in the sun, but um something that stands out to me is that um sustained high pressure will keep temperatures in coastal areas above normal and likely set up a prolonged and likely dangerous heat event the los angeles area weather office wrote as the heat wave expands into northern california throughout the weekend temperatures could hit 112 degrees in the sacramento valley on monday and sunday so it's gonna get really hot 112 degrees is really hot i mean i think i've been maximum 105 maybe 106 degrees in my life that i've actually felt and that was hot it feels like the heat is coming from under you from the sides from on top of you it's like everywhere and it doesn't just it, it just it's always there it's like you're in not not a microwave because i feel like a microwave would just <laughs> blow you up but it feels like you're in an oven that isn't getting hotter or and isn't getting colder it's just you're in there the whole time while it's while it's at 106 degrees and it feels horrible i mean i don't like that feeling i know that at one point i had um something going on with me where i noticed that like my urine was turning really really brown and i looked up why why that happens and it was because i was dehydrated and i was working in the sun way too much and 
I didn't feel any type of way, but I was really close to like fainting and I could have fainted and been in a position where nobody could have helped me and I would have just been there almost dead because of heat exhaustion. And I don't think people realize like the difference between degrees. Like we have degrees for a reason. Like when you go from where I am at, negative 15 degrees, you're okay, cool. Negative 10, okay, okay, fine, whatever. Negative 16, negative 17, negative 18, negative 19, you're still fine. As soon, as soon as you see that on your phone it says negative 20, negative 21, it's like, it's actually cold. Negative 19, you can bear with. Negative 18, fine. Cool. Negative 15, okay. But once you hit that negative 20, negative 21, you're like in this whole other world where it's actually cold. No matter what you wear, it's actually cold. It goes straight in through your clothes no matter what. And I feel like that's the same way with 112 degrees. Where you're like 105, oh, it's probably exhausting and it's probably really hot. You probably don't want to be outside or whatever. But once you hit like 107, 108, 109 i bet it gets to the point where you're like okay now it's actually hot now i actually feel like i'm burning like like i'm actually getting sunburned i bet that's exactly the same way that people feel when they see that the degree is going up and up and up like uh, i have a friend who who moved from india and he said it's always in india it's always 110 degrees all the time that people walk up and down all the time like 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 it's nothing and they're at 110 degrees and he said that one time it got up to 115 degrees and he saw almost nobody outside five five degree difference and people did not want to be outside walking up and down going to work or doing whatever they're supposed to do he said it was like a ghost town came out of nowhere it got to 115 and some people just did not want to be outside i could have it wrong it could be like 120 that he told me but he told me this story at one point and i took it in and i was like wow i i don't think i could even like survive in india for a summer if it gets that crazy but yeah it's it's pretty bad and this is from california all the way to vermont like in new york they're feeling they're feeling it everywhere and it's only going to get worse Trust me on that. We're living in an era of extremes. Heat dome strengthens as scorching Labor Day weekend approaches. Laboring will be the optimum word for the upcoming holiday weekend as soaring triple-digit temperatures create challenging conditions for residents, firefighters battling wildfires, and air conditioning units powered by the state's overtaxed power grid. So this is going to... This is affecting everything, and it has before in the past, and it and it will in the future. The people who try and fight the fires, they're not just dealing with the fire from above. I mean, the heat from above, but they're dealing with the fire right in front of them, and all of the heat that's all around them. These people like go through a lot. I'm not gonna lie, firefighters are very brave, and I feel like they're very underrated think people don't appreciate firefighters enough but that's the world we're living in air conditioning units people are so used to air conditioners that once they go out and there's like a wildfire and there's like all these different things hitting at once let's say it's like a wildfire 10 miles away from you and it's 110 degrees outside and your air conditioner went out like i'm sure we don't get that many deaths right now from like heat exhaustion in the united states but i think that we're 
in a very thin line between there being like maybe hundreds of debts and then thousands of debts like throughout the summer when it gets like super hot because if these things start happening more and they start happening more extremely we're gonna have times where you don't have any kind of like remedy for the heat and you're not gonna have any kind of escape from the heat if there's a wildfire coming into your city and you're told to evacuate some people won't some people will just stay and say no it's not that big of a deal but at the same time you're told to evacuate you're not able to like do anything that you should be doing because there's so it's so hot outside like everybody knows once it's it's a 95 100 degrees you don't feel like going outside you don't feel like doing anything outside because we're so used to being in like a cool nice shaded place so it's i feel like it gets to the point where we're very very close to being that when these wildfires and these dangerous place these dangerous like catastrophes catastrophes start happening in like bigger cities or to like more people more people are going to end up dying and suffering from these things well it is hot out there and it is hot out there they know how to play it safe drink lots of this water and limit <laughs> your time in the sun hello and thanks for joining us tonight live at six i'm trisha keen we have team coverage as we deal with an excessive heat warning for the rest of the week weather anchor Erica Cataray is tracking your forecast. Reporter Jeremy Chen looks into troubles. They are much more sensitive and vulnerable to uh, heat-related changes and dehydration. Oh, he's talking about three groups. He's talking about elderly people, people. On a regular basis. Number one are senior citizens. They are much more sensitive and vulnerable to uh, heat-related changes and dehydration. So it's important to check on loved ones. Do they have a safe, cool place to? Like when you have an elderly person, when you have like a 60, 70 year old person who is in the middle of like a wildfire or in the middle of not having air conditioner and it's 90 degrees at night, they die like their body are not their their bodies aren't made to withstand heat like that when they're that old because they're so used to being in shaded places their body's already like no no we're not supposed to be out here we're supposed to be in a nice air-conditioned place like look at these degrees in this is mainly california i believe livermore concord discovery bay i'm thinking that's california 105 to 110 degrees that's hot that's very hot and that's throughout the whole day morgan hill gilroy 105 degrees parkfield pinnacles national park 108 to 112 degrees 99 to 102 degrees in Santa Rosa and Napa San Jose 95 to 100 degrees Big Sur 90 to 105 degrees Santa Cruz about 90 degrees I feel like 90 degrees okay you can walk up and down you'll be all right but once it starts hitting that 105 112 and then it's consistent and when there's no when there's no wind like wind I feel like it helps sometimes, but when it, when there's no wind, it's like the heat is just, like I said, like an oven. It's just there, and it's always, like, it's always hot. <laughs> the wind at least can, like, blow heat, blow heat towards you, but it'll, it'll help you off a little bit. Um, and this all goes into 
climate change. They'll tell you it's called climate change. All the scientists around the world will claim Last year saw climate change. Last year, record levels of major greenhouse gases released into the Earth's atmosphere, a new climate report says. The report also found global sea level and ocean heat reached record highs in 2021. 2021 saw record high greenhouse gases, sea level, and ocean heat. New report shows. So sea level. The sea level, I think, is something that um, many people underestimate and don't really look into because it's the, like the sea level. I think they have a map somewhere around here that shows what the the world will look like if if um the sea level keeps on rising so then the annual state published Wednesday in led by scientists from the national oceanic uh, in 2021 the global annual average atmospheric carbon dioxide concentration was 414.7 parts per million ppm 2.3 ppm greater than the amounts measured in 2020 according to the latest state of the climate report that marks the highest amount measured since 1958 the start of the instrumental record and in at least the last million years based on paleoclimatic records the report found it was also the fifth highest growth rate in the modern record Global ocean heat content measured from the ocean surface to a depth of more than 6,000 feet saw record levels in 2021, indicative of steadily increasing heat in Earth's system, according to the report. Meanwhile, the global sea surface temperature cooled, cooled compared to 2019 and 2020 due to the ongoing La Nina conditions in the tropical Pacific, though it was higher than the 1991-2020 through 2020 average the report found so the 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 sea surface temperature got cool itself but everything around it or uh, the whole world is just getting hotter and hotter 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 and they'll blame climate change they'll say state of the climate um they'll keep mentioning to us that it's climate change's fault and here is I believe this is where the map is. There's enough water stored as ice in the Antarctic and all these other places that have a whole bunch of like ice caps and glaciers. There's enough water stored as ice to re to raise sea level 230 feet. That's a lot. Like, can you imagine? That's a lot. I'm sure it's it's gonna happen. Like with a lot, like throughout a long time, I might not even be here to see it. But that's a lot. Like. Look at this. If all the ice on Earth melted, this is how North America would change. And you can see that this is like... How do I make this bigger? Hmm. But... The entire Atlantic seaboard, you could see it right here, it says in North America, along with Florida and the Gulf Coast in California, San Francisco. Wait a minute, let me move this. Okay. 
San Francisco's hills would become a cluster of islands and the Central Valley a giant bay. The Gulf of California would stretch north past the latitude of San Diego. Not that there would be a San Diego. Like there wouldn't be a Florida. There wouldn't be like if this sea level rose that much, there'd be so much that would be like gone and I'm sure that it would be much harder to live in a lot of these places that are closer to the sea. Not just that, it'll push a lot of wildlife into different places and it'll just mess up so many things. But um, what I'm trying to get to is that scientists are racing to better understand how sea level will rise as temperatures climb higher and higher. Is that this is getting worse, right? And it's getting much, much more intense and extreme. And I feel like they want to blame everything on climate change and they want to say that it's global warming and talk about how it's all like the combustions and all the things that we in do in 2021 the global annual average atmospheric carbon dioxide that marks the highest amount measured since 1958 according to the report Greenhouse gas emissions from human activities are warming the climate as they build up in the atmosphere. Hmm. Among other highlights, the report found that tropical cyclone activity was well above average in 2021. The climate report is based on contributions from more than 530 scientists in over 60 countries. So there it is. Here's the climate report, and they'll say all day that it's all because of climate change. Everyone needs to be careful. Just look for physiologic signs. Am I thirsty? And um, the fact of it is that this was foretold a long, long time ago, and they don't say anything about the bible telling us that this would all happen at some point and granted what i'm gonna read was given thousands of years ago about 2600 2700 years ago it was written down to a certain people to the israelites but that doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to us today because if we're doing the same things that they were doing and going through the same things that they were going, then God gave us the reason why because he gave them the reason why. And God gave us the escape or how to not be so affected by it the same way that he told them how they shouldn't, wouldn't be affected by it if they listened. So I'm going to go ahead and start reading for you guys I have a couple of um, verses that I want to show and chapters and I'm gonna read um, like a whole chapter because this whole chapter gives a lot of details and will explain a lot of the things I'm trying to explain as to why climate change is even a thing if they want to keep saying climate change but I feel like a lot of people always just give you one chap or one verse out of the Bible and ex expect you to just be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what it says. Okay, cool. I understand and I get it. I'll I'll get to it. But I want to give you like the background 
And I feel like sometimes you have to go to five different chapters in order to get the details, in order to understand something deeply. But I think that this one chapter, which is Isaiah 30, explains what is happening right now and what this fire, this heat is doing to us and why it's happening. Um, so it'll be Isaiah 30 verse 1, which is right here. And we can start reading it. Woe to the rebellious children. Woe is a word that means a lot. It's not just something small. In the Bible, woe means something bad is happening to whatever he's talking about. In this case, being the rebellious children. Woe to the rebellious children. What is the rebellious children? Rebellious children are people who are not the children of God. People who are against the children of God and who are against God ultimately. And they are known as the rebellious children. In this case, he's talking about these Israelites who are rebelling and going against God and wanting to do their own things and go their own way and, and follow their own footsteps instead of going to God. So he says, Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord. Him himself said it, the Lord Almighty, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit that they may add sin to sin. So who are these rebellious children? The rebellious children are people like this, who will do things that make no sense. Thieves smash up Hamilton Superette in early morning raid. Isn't that something? Why would you mess up your car like that? Just to break into some place. Why would you do that to the back of your car? And then they, look, look what they did. The reporters or the people who are putting this up are just as dumb as the people in the car. Why would you blur out their license plate? You should let everybody know what car or whose car this is, right? Even if it's like a, I don't know, but that's just my thoughts. But this is how the world sees it. From the perspective of the world, these people are just bad people. They're criminals. Oh, we gotta, we gotta make sure that we lock them up and leave them in jail, keep them in prison. Now they're even letting people out. They're saying we don't even have to leave them in jail. Just you know, bring them to jail, bring them to prison, take a picture, not tell them to say cheese, write them up give them a report and let them back out into the street. That's what's happening right now. In New York, they just did that with the guy who just punched a really old man. Oh, wow. He didn't even put it in park. Security footage has captured the moment thieves brazenly ram raided a Hamilton Superette early this morning. I don't know what that is. Including the moment the, their car nearly rolled away from them after forgetting to put it in park. Holland Superette on Holland Road was just one of the five retailers across the city that was hit by ram raids and burglaries this morning one of five five in one morning the convenience store was ram raided at 5 15 a.m but fortunately the thieves were unsuccessful in stealing anything okay good they didn't get anything they went there to bang up their car almost <laughs> lose their car and they just wasted time. They just went there to waste time and mess up their car a little bit. But these are the rebellious children. 
Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with the covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. So these people aren't going to God for counsel. These people are saying, I need food. I need money. I need this. I need that. I'm going to go steal it. I'm going to go ram this place, and I'm going to go in there. I'm going to steal all the food that I can, and I'm just going to do what I can to, to live. I'm not going to go to God and say, Lord, help me out, please. I need a job. Help me out, please. You know I need food. And in order for me to eat, I know I have to work. So please, Lord, provide for me. No. People don't say that anymore. People that Maybe maybe a hundred years ago, but now this is what people are doing. They're just stealing, killing, and doing whatever they can to get away with what they want. And that they may add sin to sin. What is that? What is adding sin to sin? When you add sin to sin... It's like you're making it worse for yourself. How trans ideology hijacked the gay rights movement. LGBTQ PLMG lobby has nothing in common with the liberation struggles of old. <laughs> liberation struggles of old. So many veteran homosexual rights campaigners and gay men and lesbians in their 50s and 60s are fed up with the so-called LGBTQ movement. Some are starting to see it as a hostile takeover of a homosexual rights movement by straight people. 40 years ago, there was no acronym. There was a gay community, which implicitly covered both male and female homosexuals, except lesbians rightly demanded some visibility. So that changed in the early 1880s to lesbian and gay. Then it became lesbian, gay, and bisexual, LGB. In the middle of that decade, when we discovered bisexuals too, when we discovered, it's like, there's like a new species that, that some they just discovered. Now, for us, the people who are true Christians, from our perspective, the people who really do love Christ and really do read the Bible, from our perspective, and people with common sense, actually, from that perspective of life, you see this as sin. Worse than sin. You see this as an abomination because that's what it says in the Bible. It says that doing all these things is an abomination unto God. So it's even worse than a sin. Everybody says that all sins is equal. I don't know where it says that in the Bible. But if you kill somebody, it's not the same as you saying a lie to your mom that you didn't steal $10 from her. The killing will affect your soul. Doing these kinds of things will affect your soul, will affect your mind, will affect your body, will affect a lot of different things. And it's an abomination unto God. So to people like me, this is already wrong veteran homosexual rights campaigners you're already in sin you're not doing anything right for yourself or for anybody around you and gay men and lesbians in their 50s and 60s are fed up with the so-called movement lesbian gay bisexual trans q something this means something ai which is computers movement they're they're fed up with that movement. And why? Because these people are adding more to what the sin was already at. So then they, they, they sin, but then they want to add sin to sin. And it's not adding the letters. It's adding the the visibility, the exposure, and the the everybody needs to see us. And everybody and, and the, the um, advancement and going out into all these different states and all these different schools teaching little kids and all these things that's what adding sin to sin is is this type of thing they that walk to go down into egypt and have not asked at my mouth to straighten themselves in the strength of pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of egypt so they don't go they go down to back to egypt 
meaning these Israelites who came out of Egypt a long, 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 long time ago, they want to go back to Egypt now. Why? Because Egypt had nice things and they had uh, a lot of uh, good food and a lot of different cultural things. Egypt liked all, all other cultures to come on in as long as all those other cultures went by their rules and by their gods. Then they were fine with all the other cultures coming on in. So then these Israelites wanted to follow that same way that us, well, not me, but many people in the U.S. want to follow those different cultures and be Buddhist and be uh, Wicca and be this and be that and follow different things even though this place started as a Christian nation or Christ-following nation. So that walk to go down, these, these people, these rebellious children that add sin to sin, they walk down into Egypt and have not asked at my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. They ask Pharaoh for help. They ask Pharaoh and Egypt for their things and their money and their jewelry. They love the jewelry and they love all the things from Egypt that Egypt has to offer. They give the Egyptian culture. Egypt is cosmopolitan as it is the perfect fusion of so many cultures. The culture and tradition of Egypt is like a melting pot where multiple cultures and traditions have created a wonderful picture and a mentality that embraces new and advanced ideas for creating a liberal ambience around. America, 50 years ago, all you heard was America is a melting pot. Why? Because everybody can come into America and just put in their whatever they believe and do whatever they want in here. Here, the tradition introduced by pharaohs is prevalent as well as the tribal culture and traditions and even the customs of invaders are somehow seen present amidst modern Egypt. So people from everywhere and no matter what their objective was in Egypt, Egypt took it and said, okay, yeah, no problem. We don't mind. Just bring it all in. Just like America has done and is doing. And the people of America want that and they like that. And these are the, the rebellious children. So I wanted to show you what they were. The... We love the jewelry. We love the gold and the silver and all these things that Egypt has to offer, right? This is all that they would wear. They would love to wear it on the outside. Ancient Egypt, Egyptian jewelry was rich and diverse. The discovery of gold about 5,000 years ago was an important landmark, which changed ancient Egyptian jewelry as gold began to be used extensively. Other metals used along with gold included silver, copper, iron, and various precious gems. Jewelry was used by all social classes and both men and women. Jewelry was also used for the statues of of gods and in temples. Finally, it was buried with the dead and was thought to accompany them in the afterlife. So they liked all that gold and all that jewelry so much that in ancient Egypt they would ask to be buried with their stuff. They said, bury me with my gold, bury me with all my jewels. Hopefully I can have it in the afterlife. That's how much people like the shininess, the things of it, the things that it had to offer when you looked at it, which was um, basically nothing. I don't even understand why people would, would have wanted that. What gold was actually meant for and silver was to buy things. I'm sure gold was for like bigger things, maybe chariots or horses you would trade off some gold for bigger things that helped you cattle and stuff like that and silver for like tiny bits of food and and fruits and and vegetables that would help your inside the inside of your body that's what it was meant for but instead they wanted to just dress up in it and put it all over the place just like americans or just like the rebellious children of today want to do i had this one right here thieves and Auckland, 
Thieves forced out by fog cannon after breaking into downtown jewelry store overnight. Why? You're gonna steal this jewelry because you're. What's the what's the point in stealing so much jewelry? And and putting yourself in so much like risk and danger to steal some jewelry. A group of thieves were forced to leave a jewelry store in downtown Auckland overnight after fog cannons were activated. That's insane. These are rebellious children. These are the types of people. Youngsters, age 11, 12, and 14, caught attempting to steal Hellcats in Detroit. <laughs> Detroit police arrested three children Monday for attempting to steal Dodge Chargers and Challengers. Hellcats from Stellantis, Jefferson, North Plant. The department said Tuesday. The three, aged 11, 12, and 14. When I was 11 or 12, I was, I was like trying to play basketball, trying to do things that were like normal and now you have little kids I, I didn't even think about going into a dealership when I was 11 or 12 years old or 14 maybe I think the first time I walked into a dealership was probably when I was like 16 maybe 17 there was no reason for me to be in a dealership and these little kids are just doing whatever they want these children are being rebellious now yeah they're being bad or whatever but they're ultimately being rebellious unto the lord because the lord doesn't want people to be doing these crazy things that walk to go down into egypt and have not asked the mind to strengthen themselves in the strength of pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of egypt they're trusting in the shadow of egypt this is the shadow of egypt we're not egypt anymore we're just a shadow we're trying to be like egypt shadow i mean egypt did its thing right and they gave a template and they gave like a version of themselves and now us we're trying to be that version so we're just the shadow we're not really egypt but we're just trying to be like egypt and we're not we're probably gonna overpass i mean go way past what egypt did but we're not them you know what i mean we're just their shadow and so the same way that happened with israel they just wanted to go back to what they thought was nice which was all the egyptian ways and the culture and the music maybe the the food the the people the way that they did things even though they did some really horrific things but this is what i wanted to show you guys therefore shall the strength of pharaoh be your shame and the trust in the shadow of egypt your confusions that's why you see so many people confused nowadays and shameful they don't know what to do with their lives they don't know who they are one day they don't know what they want the next day they don't know who their parents are they don't know anything people are so confused and they don't know what the truth is what the lie is because of the same thing because they want to trust in the pharaoh or in the ways of egypt and like i said i wanted to show you guys the whole chapter because it all comes down to the same thing it goes back to the things with the heat waves and the, the climate change or whatever you want to call it so what these rebellious children also want to be having is nice things said to them. As you read on in chapter 8, it's uh, I mean verse 8, sorry, of chapter 30 in Isaiah. Now go, write it before them in a table and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever. So this this is what God is saying here 
is it's this isn't just for Israel this is forever and ever write it down so that all the people coming after can see what's going to happen to these people since they're so disobedient or see what's going to happen to the people who aren't disobedient who are trying to listen so that's why I think the um, Dead Sea Scrolls were found and these are the scrolls that were written down by Isaiah himself and the table it says write it before them in a table which was a big piece of rock that people would like inscribe things on and so Isaiah I believe did that and then wrote it also in a book or in, in scrolls and then put it away and many many different times it's been um, written again and they found them in the Dead Sea so it's not just for the Israelites of that time this is just an example this is just a, a time that it happened and God is saying what's going to happen if you if you want to do all these things and be these rebellious children and as it goes on it says that this is a rebellious people lying children that's all we see nowadays children that will not hear the law of the Lord these these girls who think that they know everything and they, they want they want to abort all their babies and they want to um, be as gay as possible and lesbians and do all the things that they want to do they don't want to hear anything about the Bible they, they don't want to hear anything that has to do with God they don't even want to like like listen to this that is literally just complete truth from ages old they don't care about this they don't want to hear any of this they don't even think of this as something that is of a higher authority they just don't want it this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. They don't want to hear it. All they want to do is protest and kill little kids and do whatever they want to do. Nothing that has to do with this. Which say to the seers, seers being people who can like see what's coming or have talked to God enough to be like, look, this is what God is going to do next. They say to the seers, see not. Like, not nah, stop seeing what God is telling you to see. We don't want you to keep telling us what God is going to do to us if we keep being rebellious children. And to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things. Don't tell us about what's going to happen in the future that are going to actually happen in the future. Tell us, speak unto us, smooth things, prophesy deceits. They, they Even though they know it's a lie and even though they know that it's wrong, they want the people in the even the pastors they want the pastors and the preachers to say things that aren't right they want people to be just like yes yes you can live in your sin you can be gay and you can kill little babies and you can go doing ram raids and steal things all night in the morning or do whatever you'd like and take all the jewelry and listen to this and do this and follow this person you can do all that and still get to heaven this is what people want to hear even though them them themselves know that it's wrong even though them themselves know that it's not the truth and it's not right because even if you're told oh yeah you're gonna go to heaven if you're like this if you're doing this and god is gonna accept your sin if you're doing this even though you hear that from somebody it still doesn't feel right inside of you you're still like mm. Nah, it doesn't feel like I'm going to meet God and be right with God. And they know it. They're just so confused that they don't want to admit it. But this is what keeps happening. It goes down to them wanting people to tell them nice, nice little things to their ears instead of the reality, which is what is going to happen and what's coming. 
As you keep reading in 11 and 12, get you out of the way, turn aside out of the path, cause, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. You'll see the degrading, you'll see the the downgrading and the degrading of these Israelites. It'll just get lower and lower and lower. It'll get worse and worse and worse. It'll get much more hard for these people if they keep living in that rebellious state. And it only brings damnation at the end of the day. It only brings damnation. You're a liar. You're a thief. You're a this. You're a that. It only brings death. Sin bringeth forth death. And so you just read about that if you want to read it. And therefore will the Lord wait. In 18, you see, and therefore will the Lord wait. So now we see patience. In, I believe, 16, but ye said, No, for we will flee upon horses, therefore shall ye flee, and we will ride upon the swift, therefore shall they that pursue you be swift. So you're, you're running away, and you're wanting to do whatever you want from God, but since you're leaving God, and you're leaving His protection, the people who are trying to do things to you, because not everybody has your best intention, they will do it swiftly and smoothly, as uh, however they would like to do it. And you'll see it right here in 18, and therefore will the Lord wait. If you go up to verse 13, where he's telling you what's going to happen to you, the person who doesn't want to be better, who did, the person who doesn't even want to try and be better, the rebellious person, therefore... This iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. So this is quickness. This is fast. Suddenly, quickly, you'll fall. Suddenly, quickly, you'll lose it all. Suddenly, quickly, you'll be in torment. Suddenly, quickly, without in an, in an instant, you'll be in this state of damnation. Quickly, right there. But then for the opposite person, the person who's not rebellious and trying to do right, it says, and therefore will the Lord wait. This is the, this is where it changes. After verse 17 into verse 18, everything changes. Therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all that they that wait for him. So instead of leaving instead of leaving Jerusalem and going down to Egypt and doing whatever you want down there in Egypt and partying and having all the things that you want you waited in Jerusalem or you waited for God or you waited righteously and you didn't do all these other things that everybody else is doing since since you waited well God is waiting on you because you're not perfect nobody here is perfect and so you're trying your best to better you better yourself I'm trying to my best to better myself and then God sees that and has mercy upon the people who are trying to better themselves biblically, not like the Buddhists, not like the not like the Wicca people, not like the witches, not like the crystal people, not like the what else is there? So much things nowadays. <clears throat> you're trying to better yourself biblically. You're trying to pray, you're trying to do things better. And so God will wait for you. Fine, no problem. And he'll help you throughout that waiting period. And so he this is this is the opposite of what he shows us from verse like 11 or 12 all the way up here to 18. And 18 and 19 and 20 and 21 it shows you how he will guide you. He'll help you out if you really want it. <clears throat> 
verse 19. <clears throat> For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. That's something very profound, very deep, and very nice and merciful from our God is that he'll say, okay, fine, even though you've wronged me so many times, no problem. I'll still listen to your voice and I'll still help you out. I know you're going to wrong me again, but hopefully you can realize what you're doing is wrong and then you can come to me and be fine. At the end of the day, he wants us to be good. He wants us to be happy. So then if you wanted that, then you would do this. You would be trying to follow him. And it all ends up going down and telling you what would happen, which is um, um, productiveness, a lot of, um, what's that word, a lot of um, flourishing, a lot of good things, you know what I mean? And verse 25, which is what I'm trying to get to with this whole heat and fire thing that is going on. And there shall be upon every high mountain and upon every high hill rivers and streams of waters in the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall. Now this already happened. This this is something that ha has happened, right, in history over there in, in the Middle East. But it's symbolic because it's, it's symbolic for what's happening today. The great slaughter and when the towers fall, when when these places start falling when america falls when um russia falls if you want to say it when when britain falls when all these places fall it says that there shall be upon every high mountain upon every high hill rivers and streams of waters for the people who are there to receive it for the people who want it for the people who are there that love god and that want to follow god moreover moreover meaning like to both of you to the rebellious one who was going to eventually read this and to the one who was trying to be better and trying to reach God and be not as bad, I guess is the best way to put it. Moreover, meaning like nevertheless or like to both of you besides, this is something that I'm trying to tell you, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days. In the day that the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people and healeth the stroke of their wound. So in that day that the Lord starts taking his people or organizing his people and protecting his people, this is going to be what's happening. So then the light of the moon shall be as light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold. So that so the light of the sun, meaning the heat from the sun, is gonna be sevenfold. It's gonna get hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter until it's unbearable. But for his people, it will be bearable because he will be healing the stroke of their wound. Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from far, burning with his anger, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation and his tongue as a devouring fire. So just by the Lord speaking something into existence, it will be like a fire. So if he says fire here, fire there, it will happen no matter what. No matter what we try and do, it's, it's just going to happen. No matter how much times humans try and stop it and all the electric cars that they put out here, nothing's going to stop what's happening right now and what's coming in the very near future and his breath 
as an overflowing stream shall reach to the midst of the neck to sift the nations with the sieve of vanity, and there shall be a brittle in the jaws of the people, causing them to error. Ye shall have a song. Uh, in verse 30, it says, And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard. So some people won't want to um, admit it. From the perspective of the world, of the newscasters, of the governments, they won't want to hear it. They will never say, oh, wow, this is very extreme. This is something that's very different. This has never happened before. It must be God. <clears throat> they won't want to hear it. They won't. They, I mean, they won't want to admit it, but it's God's voice talking. And it's God's voice that is doing these things. His devouring fire is what is taking over this world slowly because we think that you know everything that god is going to do is just going to come really quickly 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 and, and then gonna leave really quickly but it, it it happens over a long period of time and so it says and shall show the lighting down of his arm with the indignation of his anger and with the flame of a devouring fire with scattering and tempest and hailstones In verse 33, it says, For Tophe is ordained of old, yeah, for the king it is prepared. He hath made it deep and large. The pile thereof is fire and much wood. The breath of the Lord, like a stream of brimstone, doth kindle it. Like a stream of brimstone, which is what the Lord used for Sodom and Gomorrah. Fire and brimstone is what rained down. And so you see all the all this... Um, this all this like consistency with the fire heavenly fire coming down on the earth and this was written a long time ago this is what's going to happen no matter what the rebellious children do what they do in the latter days this is what's going to happen is that god is going to cause and let the world go into its own chaos that it wants because people want to be doing these things that they're doing and people want to rebel and so all of this fire and all of this chaos is coming because of the people themselves pushing themselves away from God and looking after their own things that they want to do. Um, there's also there's there's many other verses, there's many other places, and I wanted to show you one whole chapter in Revelation because Revelation is the book that is happening or we're in right now if you ever want to um figure out what's happening or what's going on then you go into revelation and you read about all the things that are happening right now and in the end and what's coming in the couple of years that we have here and when we and when he had opened the seventh seal there was a silence in heaven about the space of half an hour that's something very deep because it says space of half an hour. God had to God, time doesn't exist. God created time itself, and so it says about the space of half an hour because John, being in the spirit, could not tell time either. So he says space. That's a whole other thing that I could explain some other time. Same thing with Adam and Eve, how they could not tell time, but um, it will before they ate. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. You could read this yourself, but I'm going to read it a little bit to give you guys a little bit of a, um, perspective. <laughs> 
And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much, much incense. Incense is something that would burn. That he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came from the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded. There followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And then they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of trees was burnt up. And all the green grass was burnt up. And the second angel sounded as it were a great mountain burning with fire burning with fire was cast into the sea and the third part of the sea became blood and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died and the third part of the ships were destroyed and the third angel sounded and there fell a there fell a great star from heaven burning as it were a lamp and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters and the name of the star is called wormwood and the third part of the waters became wormwood and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter and the fourth angel sounded and the third part of the sun was smitten and the third part of the, the moon and the third part of the stars so as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of it and the night likewise this is very symbolic but I wanted this part right here, um, verse 12, is very symbolic because um, the sun being the, the days basically will be so different. It will be so chaotic and so flipped upside down that things will not be anything close to what it is right now. And we think that this heat that we have right now is bad. When all this heat starts coming down, which I think is either has started or is about to start <clears throat> when all of this heat starts coming the heat from god himself even though this is heat from god this is wrath from god we're going to really start feeling the difference between righteous heat and just earthly heat or heat waves or wildfires or fire or whatever you want to call it and i beheld and heard an angel flying to the midst of heaven saying a loud voice whoa 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 same thing i was telling you before about the woe to the rebellious children he's saying whoa 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 because this is something that is very hard to view to witness to see is so many people that are going to be really burnt up with all of this heat that's coming down then if you go towards <clears throat> Uh, uh, this is highlighted for my own reasons but I want to read <clears throat> Revelation 16 verse 8 and the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire and men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. At some point, people are going to start understanding that this heat 
is going to come from God. It's coming from God. And they're not going to be like, oh, it's climate change. Oh, it's climate change. They're going to be saying, oh, it's our fault. Yeah, but not for the same reasons that the government and the people in the world have been telling us. It's a different kind of our, our fault. And this is coming from God. And they still won't give him glory. They still won't repent. People still won't. After they even realize that this is actually biblical, this is actually coming from God himself, they still won't. But there's a different kind of fire. There is a very good fire that we see in, is it First Thessalonians 5? First, First Thessalonians 5. Uh, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. I will explain all of this in a separate um, episode, but this has to do a lot with um, the rapture of the church, of the people of God, the children of God. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should not overtake should overtake you as a th- as a th- as a thief. You are not in darkness, so that they will not take you as a thief. Talking about ye are all the children of light and the children of the day, and we are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. So this is talking about the people who are going to be caught up in the rapture. And talking about um, the way how we are not children of the night or children of disobedience or children of rebellion or children of things that the world has put in place of the children of the light or the children of God. And then if you scroll down or you read down to verse 19... It says, quench not the spirit. Why does it say quench not the spirit? Talking about the Holy Spirit. Quench not the spirit. The Holy Spirit is a fire. It's a heat unlike any other. And when you feel it, you know what it is. And it says, quench not the spirit, which means don't put it out. Don't put that that water. Don't, don't put that water on the, the spirit. Don't put that water to try and put out the spirit don't don't do anything that'll um make you get farther away from the holy spirit like things that we do daily that could make us get farther away from from the holy spirit it says quench it not like don't do these things which means that the spirit is a heat is a fire that you feel only when you have it or that you get only when you receive that holy spirit and i have other verses that will solidify this in matthew um, 3 11 it says i indeed this is john the baptist saying i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than i whose shoes i am not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This is a heavenly fire, a righteous fire, a fire unlike any other. And 
like I said, you feel it when you get the Holy Spirit, and it's different than the fire that we see of the world. In my opinion, there's so many people right now that are, um, I guess you could say waking up. I don't really like saying that, but you could say many people that are waking up right now and that are truly trying to serve God and truly trying to be righteous people. And so they're getting that Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is making is is a fire that keeps getting bigger and bigger and so the bigger it gets the more it'll go out into the world and through us i believe god is making these fires in these unholy places or places that are not too prominent with the holy spirit so then the holy Sp the holy spirit is doing its part by helping us and guiding us the whole time and we're doing our part by making that holy spirit fire get bigger and bigger it's like once you receive the holy spirit you get like a little spark let's say a little spark a little flame inside of your soul that you can either make grow work on it and let it grow like any other fire can grow and so as it grows and grows and grows more sometimes it wants to explode and that is what happens inside of you whenever you feel that you that's why it's called feeling the holy spirit or you can quench it which means you run away from it and say you know what i don't really know if i really want that spirit i'd rather have this and rather have that and rather do this and rather do that and drink and drug and this and blah 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 there's two ways you can go about it another um verse is acts 1 8 right here this is the apostle talking but ye or the lord talking but ye shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and in all judea and in samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth so when you receive that you receive power and that's what i'm trying to explain with we have the power now that if um well not now we have the power now we've always had the holy spirit we've always had that power but if enough people are realizing that that there is power in the name of the lord jesus christ and people are realizing that there is power in the holy spirit and people want to want to receive that one way or another whether it's a small spark or or a huge flame that is power and that fire is a fire of power a fire of righteous power and not this fire that we see going out into the world from the sun or the heat or whatever it is that's why i believe that we are part of this um this pouring out of god's wrath or god's judgment on the people of the world or the people that want to follow the world is that people who have the holy spirit in that spiritual realm that spiritual dimension it's growing so big that at the same time the people of the darkness don't want that and so even though it's it's growing for us for the people who who want that holy spirit it's making the world get so hot one way or another whether you want to say it's from the sun which i do it's really hard <laughs> to explain my perspective on it or the view that i have on it but that's what i see is that since people are realizing and people are trying to feel that holy spirit <clears throat> and aren't quenching it 
the fire is getting bigger and bigger. And then there's people who don't want that Holy Spirit, who that fire is affecting worse and worse. But that's about all that I have for today. I wanted this first episode to be a longer one and one that um, people can hear and listen and view and get a lot of information, different information from it. Um, Thank you all for listening. Uh, I will be putting up another video. This is the second part to that first video that I put up today. Uh, Send in any kind of subject or thing that you would want to listen to or hear about. I know this one was pretty long. It's probably over an hour in total, but it was necessary. I want people to understand that the perspective of the world is climate change and global warming and everything that all of the scientists and experts say. And then the perspective of the Bible is something opposite and is something true and righteous. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye.